I'm Tara, and I'm here with Rick, and I am so excited to be on this show to teach everyone how to be the Beyonce of their own lives. I'm in show business, and what do we say usually? Cue light, let's go. You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn Presents... Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Well, hello, everyone. Confessions of a showbiz kid once again on today's program. And I've got a woman here who says that you may not want to live like the proverbial rock star, but she can show you how to be as productive as celebrities like Justin Timberlake and Lady Gaga. And furthermore, she says she can teach you, and I quote, how to become the Beyonce of your own life. Now, I like that. How to become the Beyonce of your own life. She is from Canada. She also has a home base here in the United States as well. She goes either or, depends on what part of the world she needs to visit and what clients she needs to see. Her name is Tara and her last name is Dubbins, which it sounds like Mary Poppins, like like some type of a British name. I don't know if it's British, but it's Stubbins. Her first name is Tara. That's T-A-R-R-A. I want to meet this lady. You're going to love her too. Come on in here, Tara, and say hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. What an intro. Thanks so much. That's right. That'll be $19.95. You. <laughs> U.S. currency, please. We charge for these intros. And by the way, (laughs) you can show people how to be as productive as celebs like Justin Timberlake. Is that true? It is true. I've had uh, the privilege of working with so many different celebrities, rock stars, successful and famous business entrepreneurs, and I was able to be a sponge in how they uh, became a success and maintained their success. And I love being able to teach people how to take their goals and their dreams from, you know, just something that's floating around in their head to actual reality and that anyone can be the rock stars of their own lives or the Beyonce's of their own lives just by doing a few simple things every day. And it's not luck. You know, these celebrities do not win the lottery of life. Uh, It just takes, again, a few simple things, and we can all be those rock stars. Well, you work with Justin Timberlake. You're going to love me. And you know why that is, dear? Take a guess. Why? We're both. Do you work with Justin Timberlake? I have never. But you know what we have in common? We're both bringing sexy back. (laughs) I love it. Perfect. <laughs> 
There I wonder, we go. Do you have a two-story closet like Justin Timberlake? I have a closet which was designed by computer where we literally ripped out an entire bedroom in my home. They brought in measuring crews and made the measurements of the entire room and showed me later a three-dimensional model of what they wanted to do. And I have a computer-designed closet, which I'm telling you, I love it to death. I never run out of space. It cost me a couple dollars, but you know what? It was well worth it. I like to be organized if you know what I mean. I love it. Living the life. That's perfect. Living the life like the celebrities. I love it. Absolutely. Now, I've been around celebrities, my friend, ever since I was young. I've been around. My father was around them when he was in the big band era, and he would read charts. He was a chart reader. He could play drums behind acts where they didn't have the band with them in that respective town, so they'd go through the musicians' union, and they would call up my father and say, we need a drummer for you know this person or that person and sure enough my father who was the drummer at that time of the pittsburgh symphony orchestra he would go in and play charts behind people that the world would know and i got to hear about the stories later on i would go and i would be there when he would play and meet them then i went out on and did my own thing and almost immediately except for the one year after high school that I was not in show business full time. I didn't know if if I wanted to get into it that quickly, but sure enough, I did. After I was out of high school one year, I made the jump and started uh, being a DJ and playing drums and doing what my father had trained me to do. And I was around all kinds of celebrities and that did not stop until I retired uh, and even then, I still occasionally come in, and there they are when they want me to announce, when they want me to MC. I was the MC at a concert venue here, uh, one of the major concert venues, and I used to MC every act that they had there. And I met all kinds of celebrities on a weekly basis. So, you know, it's not about who you, who you meet. It's about the quality of the time, because I... I heard Jay Leno say once, he said, now that The Tonight Show, I'm not on it anymore. He said, the thing I do not miss about it is that I no longer have to memorize what is the brand new rap record by whatever rap group is popular. And you know what? I'm right with him. You know, it's a hollow business. We're here to promote each other. And that's what we do. Remember David Bowie? What, uh, what you want is in the limo. Once you're there, where things are hollow. You know, they <laughs> are not my friends. They are people I work with. I meet them. I I know them temporarily. Yeah, I'll hang out. Yes, I'll enjoy it. And maybe I'll learn something or vice versa. You know, I've had marvelous times. And then there was a few that, you know, just between me and you, I could live without. 
but <laughs> you know how it is. It's not. <laughs> a, yeah, there are some, you know, I'm not going to use any. I could make references to what they are, but I'm not going to do it. But let me just say that life is what you make it. It's a business. If you enjoy it, go for it. I've heard we've discussed it on this very podcast, Tara. I And I've said it before. You enter show business either because you are just nuts and crazy or you enjoy it. One or the other. There's there's no middle ground. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy because there are times you don't know where the next dollar is coming in. Is that not true? It is true. And I also think that there's different levels of, you know, show business and being kind of the rock stars of your own life. So you don't necessarily have to be, you know, famous. You could be the rock star mother of your school group or, you know, the rock star volunteer at your church or whatever it is. But it's really all about taking your own dreams and your own desires and turning them into actual reality and living that life that you want to live. I remember when I was younger, I actually had a t-shirt that said, remember me, I'm going to be a star. And I wore that shirt everywhere. And it actually disintegrated. I really wish I still had that today. But for me and my kind of young, undeveloped brain, I always thought that being a star was being a rock star. So singing, dancing, performing, playing an instrument, acting, something like that. And I had very little musical talent. I cannot sing. I can't dance. I think I can play three songs on a guitar and it kind of sounds like a dying animal, uh, but I can kind of get it by and that's it. So I actually threw out my dream and I thought, well, you know, I guess I'm never going to make anything of my life. I'm like, I'm not going to be a rock star. So there we go. But for some reason, I held on to just a small percentage of that dream. And I tell this story a lot. And people always ask me why I held on to it. And I really wish I knew why. I don't. But for some reason, I held on to a very small percent. And I walked around with it every day. Some days I would forget about it. Weeks, months, years would go by where I would not even remember that I had that dream until I came to these very pivotal moments of my life where I had to make decisions. It was like crossroad moments. And I would think, oh, yeah, I, I wanted to be a rock star. That was fun. And then life turned me in the direction of not necessarily being a rock star, but supporting rock stars. And as I said, I've been fortunate enough to kind of be behind the scenes in the entertainment industry and really, really get to help and support, you know, these really successful people. And because I was always so fast fascinated of why were they able to be, you know, these rock stars up on stage and not necessarily me. That's where I started being this sponge of, you know, well, I can take my own dreams and do what they do on a daily basis and turn my own goals, business, professional, whatever they are, personal, 
and really make something of myself in my own little world that I want to live in. Right. These rock stars are not, they have no more brains than than the average person. In fact, to be honest with you, and I think you're going to agree with me, Tara, some of them, some of them could have a lot less than somebody who is intelligent. You know, they're not all that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And really, I would say that my number one kind of trick that I learned was that rock stars, celebrities, whoever they are, even really, really successful business owners, they are incredibly focused. And I mean, obsessively focused on their end goal. So even athletes that I that I've supported, professional athletes, you know, their number one goal is to win or to win an Oscar or to get a billboard number one chart recording song, whatever it is. And they are incredibly focused on that goal. And whatever they do in the day to day is based on getting that goal. And they won't do anything else in the day that doesn't actually help them get towards that goal. And I really think that's the only difference between someone who's successful and someone who's not successful is that successful people know exactly how to spend the 24 hours in the day where unsuccessful people think about it too much. You know, should I do this? Should I don't, should I not do this? They let their like internal thoughts get too far ahead of them and they really kind of block themselves from success. And they play the blame game. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually really interesting. There's a stat out there that says that only 10% of our distractions are external. So we always want to blame like social media for us not, you know, getting what we want done in a day to day or the really chatty office worker that always interrupts, coworker that always interrupts us in the office or the, um, I don't know, if you work from home, maybe a new baby or a sick child or a chatty partner or something like that. There's always these external distractions that we're constantly blaming. But I find it fascinating that that's actually only 10% of what distracts us. The other 90% is all our internal distractions. So again, like, I'm not good enough. Why do I even have this goal? There's no way I can achieve this goal. Um, I work better under pressure. Maybe it's better for me to do something else. All of those kind of internal distractions are are what uh, make up 90% of why we are not actually achieving our goals. And so if we can get over those, we can actually be a huge success in whatever we do. Oh, absolutely. Here's what you say. You say that there's, it's really not a secret, but if you want to divulge what it is, you're saying that just because a person is busy, it's killing them. You say it's over-glorified and it's overrated. All of that multitasking you're trying to cram into your day isn't getting you ahead. It's getting you further and further from reaching the goals you're working so hard to achieve. So what is it? You work less, but you work smarter. Is that it? It's true. Uh, It's actually fascinating. So people always say, you know, I'm multitasking. I'm doing all these things at once. I'm getting so many things done in the day, but I'm also exhausted and I can only keep it up for 
a day or two. And there's no such thing as multitasking. The human brain can't think of more than one thought or one thing at a time. So we may be thinking we are doing multiple things at once, but it's actually context switching. So our brain is switching from one thought to the other, one task to the other, sometimes really quickly. And the more tired we get, the slower we're actually switching thoughts. So it's, we're actually wasting time and losing time by trying to do multiple things because the more tired we get, the harder it is and the longer it takes to go from one thought to the other. I'm sure we've all been there where we've been doing something, say writing an email or, um, you know, writing a li- like a shopping list or something, and then something distracts us and we go off and do that. And then we come back and we go, okay, what were we doing now? And then it takes us a few minutes minutes to actually figure out what we were doing before we were distracted. But if we can actually stay focused on the task, get that done, and then move on to another task, we're actually going to be able to achieve so many more things in our day-to-day. If we think about, again, going back to the athletes, the professional athletes, their number one focus is winning a gold medal or winning, again, I'm Canadian, so I want to make a hockey reference, winning the Stanley Cup or whatever it is. And, you know, whatever they do in that day-to-day training, whether it's mental training, physical training, healthy eating, whatever it is, they are 100% focused on doing that one task to get them to their own goal. So if we can just concentrate on what exactly those priority tasks are, again, whether it's building a business, whether it's building um, our own fitness regime, getting healthy, we all know how to get healthy. We all know how to live a healthy lifestyle. Do we do it? Probably not, but we can. There's nothing stopping us, just like there's nothing stopping us from building a million dollar business or becoming the CEO of the company that we work with and making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, whatever it is, there's nothing stopping us. We all know what we have to do. Well, I'll tell you, people say, oh, I'd like to be Bill Gates, a a billionaire. I want to be Oprah, a billionaire. And you know what? I look at that and say, oh, no, 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 no. These people work a hell of a lot harder than I certainly do. And they, a lot of people depend upon them to put the bread and the butter on their family's table. And it's, they have to work very difficult to bring in that type of money to just, I mean, you need more money for them to operate per day than the average person is going to make in a year. You understand? Yeah, it's actually true. So I have, again, I'm Canadian. So I have the wonderful privilege of helping Drake and I get to run his staff payroll every month and manage his household staff. And he pays his staff over a million dollars a month. A month. In payroll. Right. A, a month. month. He has a lot of staff, a lot of staff. Yes. More than the average celebrity because he has a lot of homes and, and everything. But a million dollars a month is what he has to pay out in uh, well, payroll taxes and payroll, which is wild. It's a lot of money. So, of course, you know, stars like Drake and Oprah and Bill Gates, they have, they work very hard. And a lot of people always think, well, you know, if I can figure out how to work a four hour work day or four 
24-hour work week, then I'm going to be, you know, again, like really successful. But these people, they work very, very hard. Sure, they do still have work-life balance, but sometimes they have to sacrifice it for a week or a month, or sometimes they have to figure out, you know, what is more important to them and their goals. And yeah, we don't all have to be, again, rock stars or, uh, you know, in the traditional sense of the word or celebrities or billionaires. Again, we could be the best mom at the school or the best volunteer, as I said, at the church. Whatever your goal is, we can all accomplish it, whether it's big in someone else's mind or small in someone else's mind, whatever it is. It's just what's important to you and what you want to focus your days and your efforts on. And also, people always say, well, I can only do one thing at, at once because you're saying no multitasking. But that's not true either. We can push forward multiple goals and multiple priorities, just not at the exact same time. So I can focus on my health and my business, but I can't focus on, you know, running whatever, 16 miles if I want to do that and make 16 cold outreach calls at the same time while I'm doing that. I'm not going to sound too great while I'm making those calls and running at the same time. But it's like focusing on, you know, what you want to do in that moment and what you want to push through in that day. So you're working for Drake. And if he makes, let's hypothetically say, he only makes $12 million per year. He's not making yeah. anything. He's losing money. He's going to go bankrupt. Is that right? Yeah. It is right. And he has to make a heck of a lot more than that because it's not just payroll. It's the cost of his property taxes on his home. And, you know, there's a million other things he has to think about. So, yeah, that's just payroll he's paying out. Did you read that? It just came out. George Clooney gave up his Italian mansion worth $100 million. Now, I'll guarantee you the reason he gave that up is not because I... That he can't afford it. It's probably, I, I think perhaps he just wanted to go a different direction. And he said, listen, I'm not staying in this house enough to warrant how many millions this darn thing is costing me. Yeah, exactly. It's um, sure, you know, he may have the mortgage paid off and everything, but it takes a lot to upkeep an Italian villa. And if he's only there, you know, once a year, what's the point? Maybe he can use that money to support a charity or, you know, there's a million other things he can use it for. So why just keep it sitting there? Right. He bought that prior to being married. He's married, of course, as you know, now with children, as you know, and your expectations, your needs change. Maybe he wanted to be closer to London, which is, I guess, where his wife needs to be. The uh, She's an attorney. So things change and this is what happens. Now, what about Lady Gaga? What's her situation? Is it similar to Drake? She has to make blank amount of millions per year, and that's not profit in her pocket. She has to make it to keep up the entourage syndrome or whatever you wish to refer to it as. The expenses. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
every celebrity, uh, every A-list, B-list, C-list celebrity out there has to make a certain amount of money to be able to keep up their celebrity status. I was actually working not too long ago. I'm not going to mention her name, uh, but she is, uh, I don't know, maybe a B-list celebrity. She probably used to be an A-list celebrity um, back in the day, but kind of lost her fame. And I remember talking to her business manager slash accountant, and he was saying, I really wish that this woman would would stop wanting to be a celebrity. It's costing way too much. She's going to go bankrupt. So sure, she was getting royalties in from some of her old songs and her old um, performances, but it wasn't enough to cover what she still wanted to do. So she lives in LA, she lives in Hollywood, and every time she'd go out, she still had to get glam. So she still had to have a fancy outfit on. She still had to pay someone to get her hair and makeup done in case, you know, there was photos taken of her. But she's not really doing anything these days, so she can't really afford to have those come in, those people come in and pay them, but she still had to because she's still sort of in the public eye. Or she decided that she wanted to go to a charity event, which is great. Well, most A-list celebrities will be given, who are in the public eye right now, will be given, uh, you know, like an outfit from a very fancy designer to wear on the red carpet. They'd be chauffeured in a limo sponsored by the event, things like that. But when you're not really in the public eye anymore, you have to pay for those yourself. So you have to rent the outfit. You would then have to get hair and makeup done. You have to have your own entourage walking with you. You have to have your own transportation there. So it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to go out in public and still show that you're sort of a celebrity when you're actually not really a celebrity anymore. So if these people do gave up their celebrity status, they would be much better off in the long run. MC Hammer had, yes, he had it all. And the only reason I'm bringing his name up is because if he was here with us today, right now, MC, he just came out publicly. He said, if I had it to do over again, I would do the exact same thing because I I grew up. I learned. I I went. He he went bankrupt. He was like Elvis. He had forty nine people or something in some entourage everywhere he went, and it cost him. He had a mansion with 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 the uh, waterfalls inside of it, and so forth and so on. He went bankrupt as can be, and then he started singing the gospel in the church and just started from zero again. Again, and now he's back up. I don't think he's making what he did when he had, you can't touch this. But you know what? I think he's making appearances at churches which are able to pay him enough to live well he enjoys it he likes being a christian entertainer and he's smart enough to build the audience back and get them to where they'll go out and they'll purchase the mc hammer not you can't touch this although some of them are going to do that if they're the newer generation they want to hear it but yet they're going to go get his christian CD and work too. I, I applaud the man, but you know what? It cost him everything he had because of bad decisions. It's true, but I also 
was reading something the other day saying that a lot of us will look at life um, and say, I'm never going to look back. You know, the past is behind me. I only want to, you know, live in the now and think about what I'm going to do in the future. But we actually learn a lot from what happened in the past. So saying we're never going to look at the past is actually saying that we're never going to learn from our mistakes or we're never going to learn from our successes or, you know, we're never going to learn from any feedback that we get. So looking in the past is actually really great for being able to live out the life that you want to live and um, be able to achieve your goals. It's like, you know, I'm not the same person I was even five minutes ago. So why do I even want to dwell on what happened then? You know, that bad phone call or that bad email or whatever. Let's just continue on and focus on on my goals and what I'm planning on doing today and live and learn and move on. You know, sure, maybe I love lost millions and millions of dollars as a celebrity. But let's learn from that. What am I passionate about? What can I still, you know, move forward? I'm still breathing. I'm still here. I'm still living a life. So let's continue doing that for at, at its full advantage. How about comedian Joan Rivers, talk show host, well-known, good nightclub draw. She could go in concert as a comedian. She could draw people. She could go on her um, television show that was syndicated. She had a very good career going. She went to the hospital, not because she was sick. She went to, I I don't know if it was a hospital. I'm going to assume it was. If not, it was a doctor. But at any rate, she went for elective cosmetic surgery. Elective. So that she would look a little better for the camera. We all age. She could afford it. Hey, I'm going to go under the knife again and get this done and I'll look better on the camera in the future. And that elective surgery went bad and Joan Rivers, unfortunately, was called home. She's not with us. And this is what this business will do when you're into it. You know, there are there are good and bad things associated with life in general, but if you're happy, though thing I think should be impressed upon the public, Tara, come in and help me. Is that not the fact that in the end, I don't care if you're MC Hammer or Bill Gates or a pulper. What matters is who loves you and who you love and whether or not they make your life complete. I absolutely, absolutely agree. I always say that I have three things that I want that I measure a really good day on. So for me, it is, you know, obviously, we all want to live those Instagram mobile moments every single day we can every single moment we can. But as adults, as humans, obviously, that's not possible. We're going to have bad days, bad weeks, bad months, bad years. But being a real human, I always say that my perfect day is have I worked incredibly hard for something that I am passionate about and that I find important. So whether that's my business or, you know, my big goal of whatever it is, if you want to lose weight, if you want whatever your big goal is. So have you worked as hard as you can on something that you are extremely passionate about and find worthy? And I'm not saying, have you been able to slack off or work less hours? I'm like, I'm saying, have I been able to put as much effort as I possibly can in today for that goal? Number two is, have I done one thing for myself today? 
that is just for me. So if I've been able to work out, did I get to eat a good breakfast? Did I get to spend a couple of extra moments with my cat? Whatever it is, did I get to spend one moment or one do one thing for myself? And then the third thing is, is I've, have I been able to connect with at least one person that I love and care about? So again, sometimes that's my cat, but other times, you know, it's people in my life that I obviously love and care about. And if I get to do those three things in a day, then I know that it's a perfect day. And I don't have to make millions of dollars. I don't have to win a lottery. I don't have to be on an Instagrammable moment on a beautiful white sand beach. Um, those three days make up my, those three tasks make up my perfect day. Isn't that amazing? People that use helicopters, people that use corporate jets, private jets, the money that they spend. I've been on them. I know we had a crew of three. We had a pilot. We had a co-pilot. We had a navigator. It held three up there in the cabin, if you will, uh, the cockpit, let me call it. And then the passenger compartment of this luxury jet held nine people. The average yeah. cost to put that darn thing in the air and go from A to B is more thousands than what the average human being is going to make in a year. Now, do yeah. you want that yeah. responsibility? Elton John can afford that. The average person says, oh, wouldn't it be so nice? I don't have to wait in this airplane airport line. And then they think, but wait a minute. <laughs> Uh, I ain't got the money to pay like Elton does for this private plane, you know? So people, you got to come down to earth and realize that if you want to dance, you got to pay the fiddler. And people have to realize what's good for Elton is good for him. And what's good for them, the human being that's a regular person, is good for them. Being happy has nothing to do with money. People will with money can go sour and go south and have bad luck just like anyone else. You have to take living one day at a time and make smarter decisions. And this is what you're saying. You like to help people do this. Is that right? That's right. I've always said I believe I've been put on this planet to help others succeed. And I really am the happiest when I can see that even something small that I've done has been able to help somebody achieve their goals. And again, their goals don't have to be to make a million dollars, a billion dollars to win a, you know, a gold medal. It could simply be, I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to be able to see my, you know, long lost daughter again or whatever it is, whatever their big goals are. Um, if I can do one thing to help anybody achieve those, then I know that I have had a good day. Here's what a young lady had to say, and I want to get your comment on this. 17 years ago, I was standing in a hotel kitchen trying to put a toothbrush in a dishwasher for one of the famous rock stars I was supporting. And for some reason, that day and that time, I thought to myself, there's got to be more to life than this. Now, who said that? <laughs> That was me. That was my 
my big aha moments that happened in a hotel kitchen in Shanghai. Um, and I really thought, you know, there's got to be more to life than helping one crazy rock star at a time. And as I said, I'm very passionate about helping others achieve their goals and their dreams. And I wanted to be able to help you know, more than one crazy rock star. So I stopped, I left that tour when it was done and I opened up my first business um, to be able to help as many people as I possibly could just realize their own goals and their own dreams. Um, and I've been doing that since 2007. So <laughs> it's been a while, but um, again, I'm, you know, happiest when I'm doing it. And it really is kind of the life that I've created for myself and that I truly am passionate about. Right. So putting the toothbrush in a dishwasher, was that in effect being done so that you could clean the toothbrush or am I missing something? Yeah, no. Uh, so the rock star, every time his toothbrush uh, traveled, so every time it came out of a suitcase, he wanted it to be cleaned and sanitized in a hotel dishwasher. So um, we traveled a lot um, and so I had to do this a lot and a lot of times the hotels would know we were coming because we'd stayed there before so they'd be like oh yeah here comes this crazy lady with the toothbrush again and they would know to um, you know empty the dishwasher and allow me to run it through uh, the industrial cycle but there are some times where we hadn't uh, stayed at the hotels before and I had to explain to them you know what had to be done and this one particular time in Shanghai I, we hadn't stayed there before it was a very expensive hotel and there I was in the back of the kitchen trying to explain in a language that I didn't speak they didn't speak English that I had to put this toothbrush in the dishwasher and it was so awkward and they were looking at me like I had three heads and I just remember standing there with toothbrush in hand being like you know there's got to be more to life than this. And that's, again, where I had my aha moment of I really, really want to be able to help more than one crazy rock star at a time. Let me ask a question. What would be wrong with a brand new toothbrush? <laughs> Every Everyone day. Asks that. Every there. <laughs> yes. Ding 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 ding. Uh, all right, look, if it's yeah. electric, let's say the toothbrush is electric. They have those those brush ends that you can buy brand new. Get rid of the yeah. old brush, slip in the cartridge with a brand new brush. Now, if it's a manual toothbrush that's not electric, buy 24 of them in a case and there you go. Uh, and just use a brand yeah new one uh come on people ask me that all the time people answer it also ask me yeah i don't know i i learned a very long time ago that you never ask rock stars why they do some crazy stuff and you just don't want to be part of it so i just did my thing and stayed out of it but yeah people have also said to me that they've worked in kitchens before and they know actually how dirty uh, industrial dishwashers are so they said they wouldn't want to put their toothbrush in and then i've had other people say wow you're really committed that you actually did that. I would have just run the toothbrush under some water, hot water, and say I did it. But no, I did it. I, my integrity was in place. I, I went down every night and put toothbrushes in dishwashers. It was part of my nightly routine. So. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> My, oh my. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to our guest today, Tara Stubbins from the great country, our neighbors to the north in Canada. She also is out of where? Nashville, Tennessee, when you're in America. Isn't that true? I am. 
Yep, I married I married an American, so uh, we go both places. <laughs> All right. We just watched a game today. I repeat, it was yesterday's ball game here in Ohio with the Cincinnati Reds. And that ball game was the last out of 17 long years. We had a Canadian star on our ball club. And you may have heard of the lad. His name was Joey Votto. And today was his last home game with the Reds unless they hire him next year. And he's 40 years old, which in baseball, well, it slows you down. Uh, Your career is usually over as a player at age 40. So it's thought that yesterday would have been his final home game. They're not saying, but they treated it on the uh, air during the game as if it was. And I'm sure that that's what's happening. But, you know, what a good life anyway. Like he said, he almost cried uh, on the microphone. And he said that baseball is not for crying people people it's it's a you know you got to be rough and it's a dangerous sport just like football or anything else but he was grateful of the life that he had and i'm afraid a lot of these people such as the actors the musicians etc etc there was I could get on with someone. I'm not going to mention names, but for God's sake, Tara, they wanted brand new socks 365 days a year. Brand new. Oh, yeah. You've heard of this. uh, You've heard of this. Who wanted brand new underwear every single day. Every single day. Oh, gag me with a spoon, you know? Uh, I'm going to tell you, eh, don't even get me started on that. All right. No, 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 no. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, you have already seen if you're in America and you watch the ABC television network's big hit show in the morning, Good Morning America, where she's been on. There's a West Coast television show you may have heard of called Good Day LA. She's been there. You've heard her on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. She says she will teach you how to become the Beyonce of your own life. And that does not mean that you're going to teach people how to sing like Beyonce. The person, like, for example, a nurse. If that nurse can go in to the hospital and save one life on one day and do that every day, so far as I'm concerned, (laughs) she's more valuable than Beyonce because Beyonce will put smiles on your face maybe make you cry on a sad song but the nurse would be the true hero everybody has their talent you know I absolutely agree and uh, just like when I was younger and thought that being a rock star was only being up on the stage singing dancing performing being a rock star can be absolutely anything uh, that you want it to be so I know there was that Super Bowl commercial I think it was last year where it said that we throw around the term rock star too much we're rock stars in the office we're rock star CEOs we're rock star everything but I really truly believe uh, just because I've been around rock stars so much that we can take, you know, their version of success and make it our own version of success. So maybe we want to be billionaires. That is totally fine. If that is our dream, let's go for it. Maybe we want to be the best nurse, as you were saying, that we could be, save as many lives as we could be. Maybe we want 
to stop world hunger. Maybe we want to create an app that helps with climate change. Whatever it is we want to do, again, both personally and professionally, we can absolutely 100% do it with some hard work, uh, focus, and no multitasking. Right. At the end of our show today, which, by the way, this show is whizzing by quick. (laughs) We're three quarters (laughs) of the way done, and I barely even got started with you, Tara. But at any rate, at the end, you're going to have plenty of time to tell people how to get a hold of you and so forth and so on. But these actors that want brand new socks 365 days, they don't want to wear a pair that's ever been washed brand new hosiery 365 day and i'm not talking about female hose i'm talking about men's socks and you've known them that want new underwear 365 days a year now you get these you get these people like this i'm not going to mention names they go home and the entourage is no longer there the garbage gets full they don't want to take out the garbage it's beneath them but wait the the domestic worker had a family incident they can't be there this guy or this lady is going to have to take out that garbage that day and doesn't like it so they kill themselves now is this a career or, or is this a sick person is this a mentally ill person that's so full of themselves they don't know how to live an ordinary life anymore they forgot yeah i think that we're hearing about that more and more in the news now for sure but i i don't think that it's the uh, i think it's the exception to kind of the rule of being a celebrity so obviously we hear a lot of stories about celebrities you know not wanting to do or really wealthy people not wanting to do things or having these ridiculous requests or whatever it is but sometimes i believe that i supported Mick Jagger on uh from the Rolling Stones for about 8 years and you know Jagger had some really ridiculous requests like he wanted his hotel rooms to be painted a very specific shade of beige every city we went into. And I always hear the joke, well, what didn't he want his rooms to be painted black? Um, So I have heard that one before too. Um, But yeah, this very specific shade of beige. And, you know, we would do it, of course. And people are like, well, why why did he want to focus on that? And again, I I don't know why, um, but it was a habit for him and it made him comfortable. And that's what we did. And for people like, you know, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, they have been famous for like 70 years. So that's all they, that's all they know. They don't know a normal life. They, they forgot it. It was way too long ago. If we think even about our lives 10 years from now, our habit or before our habits, our daily routines were probably a lot different, you know, 10 years ago than they are today. Um, And, you know, just like celebrities and just like with the influx of money. And sure, they have it like easier. But I also believe that a lot of these celebrities are incredibly focused on, again, like their end goal or winning or being the best that they can be, that they kind of forget about just like day to day life because they have the luxury of being able to do that. So they forget that they have to take out the garbage or they forget that they have to feed themselves or they just like forget about a lot of just regular things that normal people will think about um, because they are incredibly focused on that end, that end goal. 
And yeah, because they have the money and the means, a lot of times that that gets, you know, way over stimulated and they take it way too far a lot of the times. Um, And then we hear these, you know, really bad stories. I also think that being a celebrity, as we've talked about a little bit before, it's a very lonely life. Um, You have a lot of fake friends. You have a lot of people wanting to be around you just because you can offer them things, pay them a million dollars to be around you, things like that. So a lot of times you're going home by yourself and sitting in, you know, these big mansions and in, in these massive king size beds all alone or beside someone that you don't even know if they really love you for who you are and it fits your money. So then, of course, they get into things like drugs and alcohol, which affect their mental ability to be able to make really good decisions in their day-to-day. So it is a vicious cycle. It's like, you know, are these people just really uh, proud of, like, have a really big ego? Or are they actually in this vicious cycle of fame and they just can't figure out how to get out of it? Once you're there, where things are hollow. It's true. It looks good. True who works. On the outside. Looks Mm -hmm. great on the outside. And on the inside, my dear, it's hollow. It's true. It's a very rough life. I always say that LA is one of the loneliest towns I have ever been in because, you know, people are behind shut doors. Um, It's hard for the celebrities to go out even in LA without having to get full, you know, hair, makeup, clothes on. Heaven forbid they have a bad photo taken of them wearing, you know, the wrong outfit or a competing designer or whatever it is. So they just stay at home. Um, And again, they don't really know who their friends are. They don't even know if they can trust their family or if their family is um, just after them for the money. It is a really, really, really hard life and they have to be extremely dedicated to whatever their big goal is to keep going. And I think that's why we don't see, you know, a, a new celebrity every day. Except it is getting easier on social media for people to pop up into celebrity status for sure. But they don't stick around long. And that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other hour of conversation. Isn't that the truth? How about Mick Jagger? Do did he treat you like a human being or were you dirt underneath his feet? Or, or would you rather say, Rick, I have no comment on that. Let's move forward. <laughs> no. And if so, no, I'm going to agree actually, with you. He was actually very nice. Um, again, I was with him for eight years, so I saw some pretty bad moments um, and some pretty stressful moments. Um, but out of all the celebrities that I've been around, he he rates in some of the, the top five list for sure. Of course, he had his moments and he had his really ridiculous requests. But yeah, he actually introduced me to my husband. So I have to thank him for that. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, now that was a good thing. Yes. Right. <laughs> he played matchmaker. Oh, very, very well. Now, is your husband a uh, a rock star or no? He's in the music industry. He designs the lighting for uh, big uh, rock and roll um, shows, and then he runs them uh, during during the show as well. Right. Okay. So when those tours get started, the lighting of those tours is all like, well, it's like designing a building or a house. It's in blueprint form, and they build the set to where the crew and the designers know what it is they're getting before they actually put the lights on stage. Uh, you you build it like you construct a building, in other words, correct? It's true. 
yeah, they do it all um, 3D now on, you know, on the computer. But yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of, um, yeah, creativity, imagination, architectural design, all of that. Um, and everything has to work together. The video walls, the lighting, the uh, hanging sound systems, the stage, everything. The different arenas and, and stadiums they're going into, whether it's outdoor, whether it's festival, whether it's, you know, a smaller um, state or arena, whatever it is. So, yeah, right. there's a lot that goes into designing a light show, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. I know you're from Canada because of how you pronounce O-U-T. Out, out. <laughs> Find out. I never even noticed. Yes. <laughs> I said A at all? Yeah. You haven't said a lot of A's. You better get your A's together there, girl. <laughs> a? I know. I always catch myself when I say it, so I, I keep trying to get better at that. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my. Here we are at the end, and you know what, girlfriend? I've got a whole, I've got 10 more shows I could do with you, and we wouldn't be <laughs> done. Do it. Oh, we wouldn't be done with these celebrities. I barely scratched the surface with you, but I want to I want to tell everybody that you have a website www.tara that's your first name T as in Tom A R R A last name Stubbins S T U B B I N S Tara Stubbins.com. You are a celebrity assistant. You are a concierge. And you are the one who has lived as, even though you didn't have the job I had, but very similar. We've both been around a lot of celebrities and so forth and so on. And it becomes a job and you look back upon it and you reflect and you say, you know what? I think the public would be interested in hearing about this because it's not every day. The public that leads a totally different life than you've led or that I've led, they don't, they think it's a fantasy up there that, that people would meet people like Mick Jagger, they, that meet people like Johnny Cash, which I've done, that meet and know people like George Clooney, which I have, and so forth and so on. You worked with Lady Gaga or no? I did. I have. Absolutely. Yes, Lady Gaga. I've worked with many celebrities. Many. And that's exactly mm -hmm. right. That's exactly right. And, you know, for that, that's great. And I'm delighted. We told some good stories, but we don't have enough time to get into it. We're going to bring you back if it's okay, and we'll do it at I a later that. date. Tell everybody, Tara, if they want to get a hold of you, tell them what to do and how to do it, and then we'll say goodbye. Sounds great. So you said my website, Tara with two R's, stubbins.com. You can uh, get a hold of me there on socials I'm on Instagram Tara underscore concierge uh, again Tara with two R's and on Twitter I'm Tara's time I'm also on LinkedIn Tara Stubbins you can find me there as well and I love when people reach out and ask me questions about their own goals and how they can achieve them and how they're stuck with managing their time throughout the day so please feel free to reach out I would love to be part of achieving your dreams as well all right very well. Listen, Tara, you don't mind. I'm going to send you a toothbrush here. Will you put the damn thing in your dishwasher and send it back to me? I sure will. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rick Flynn speaking. It's been fun, but I've got to run. On behalf of myself, our special guest, a celebrity assistant, a concierge from the neighbors that we have to the North Canada, also located when she's in the USA out of Nashville, Tara Stubbins at her website, tarastubbins.com. We've had a great show, a good time. Thank you, everyone. New shows every Wednesday. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Tara. And she'll be back, everyone. She's too good of a guest not to be. Thank you. We'll see you on the next show. Good night. Thanks so much for having me. I've had such an awesome time. I really hope everyone takes away a little nugget to be able to achieve their own dreams. Good night. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.